Welcome to For What It's Worth podcast. I'm your host, David Oglesby, along with my co-host, Bronson Stewart, from the heart of Franklin, Texas. Each week, we talk about topics ranging from sports to politics to pop culture, but our ultimate goal is to weave the truth of Jesus into everything we do. Thanks for joining us today. If you like what you hear, please share it, subscribe, and mention it to a friend. Now let's jump into your weekly dose of For What It's Worth. Well, good Friday morning to the greatest podcast listeners in the country. Greatest. I, wow. I don't, I, I, listen, we're grateful for you who listen, those of you who make it a, a weekly occurrence. We enjoy. Fridays are our day off, but we love getting ish. together. Ish. And we love bringing this to you. And we come to you with some breaking news that radically changed David Ogilby's life well, last night. We had the you, whole podcast agenda. You know how agenda. to say my last name. Why did the you whole say po- it that I, way? Because I'm, so, I'm, 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 I'm in such you're so shock ecstatic. right oh, now. Oh, you're in shock? Yeah, I'm in such shock right now. So uh, hey. we had the whole schedule for the podcast laid out, and then something tragic happened last night, and David has been working through it. David, tell us what, what happened last night. Yeah, so Lauren does ATV pickup. And so she always texts me, hey, what do you want from the store? All right, first on the list, the most important thing, you can't forget it. If you forget it, we're fighting. You got to get the Christmas tree, Little Debbie's. She's like, okay. Because we all know you choose violence. I'm going to get them. I'll get them. I'll put them on the list. She gets home, and she starts going through. We We start unloading them, and she's like, oh, by the way, they were out of a lot of things. (laughs) And so my mind starts racing. You've got to be kidding me. They didn't have Christmas tree little Debbies. She goes, well, they were out of your Gatorades. Of course, they were. They're always out of Gatorades. And they're out of your Christmas tree little Debbies. Instant sadness hit. So you did what every grown man in 2021 does. Yep. I watched. I saw you. I nearly I, I, I commented back and forth. You went after H-E-B on Twitter. I did. Not in a mean way. I don't know. You can take it how you want. But I just tweeted at him. I said, look, this is... This is unacceptable. You, how can you be out of Christmas tree, little Debbie's? We're literally at the beginning of the season in which these things are available, and you're out of them. At so. HEB was out of Christmas tree, little Debbie's. I don't get mad often. You've said on this show you choose violence, so I, Facebook probably should have flagged that as an incorrect. But this is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Figure it out! <laughs> Exclamation mark. I need my Christmas trees... Your apostrophe's in the wrong place. Oof. Exclamation mark. I sat there for five minutes. was like, should this apostrophe be here or not? This? <laughs> That's it's great. I'm tweeting anyway. And literally, literally. And that post on Facebook. People then listed. And people started telling me where they found them out. where you can get your little Debbies. But anyway, so I posted about, I don't know what time it was. got to be 8.30, 9 o'clock rolls around. I get a knock at my, at my back door. Go walking back there and I'm like, who in the world could this be? It's nine o'clock at night. You know, I'm ATB gonna... executive. <laughs> ATB executive. No, is one of our own. Doctor Fauci. <laughs> Here's your vaccine. <laughs> uh, one of our own has brought me three boxes of Christmas tree little debbies. All is well. And all is well. But not only that, ATB reached out to me on Twitter. We have been talking in the DMs, and we are working out a way in which this will never happen again. Oh my gosh! This is this is ridiculous. Okay, this is a great story. All is calm. Okay. <laughs> All is well. All is well. It's a All Christmas well. miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. You gotta okay. stock up on them while you can because they'll they'll go out of season. I don't David, know when they go. Out David of season. got his Christmas trees, and um, I'll tell you now: if we were stopping at Bucky's today on the way to the football game. Do you think they have Christmas it, trees? Uh, Bucky's has everything, but if Bucky's doesn't have styrofoam cups, now I'm, you're going to see me choose violence. Ooh. You know what all this is? It's it's Biden's fault. It's Biden's fault. I mean, it's a supply he chain is the issue. Reason I don't have a Christmas tree, little Debbie's. You're exactly right, and you chose to lash out at HEB. But I told him in the I told him in the DMs. I said it's all love. We'll figure this out together. All love. We're in it together. Hey, so let's talk about some actual outrage because we do have Doctor Fauci. David Oglesby, you gotta get full vaccine shots. We should try to shots. get him on the podcast. We got him on a mobile right now. Yeah, this is Doctor Fauci. <laughs> yeah, that's is about my what Fauci. He is that is that Fauci better than the Biden? Oh, yes. you see, David Oglesby. Yeah, about Biden been, was pretty bad. I've been down in the basement 
eating the ice cream. Vanilla ice cream. Fauci comes down and he says, Hey, Joe, you got to get another booster. We got to boost you up, Joe. It's probably fake. I really, I'm on the, I'm on the bandwagon of they don't actually get the vaccines. So let's just recap real quick. <clears throat> uh, six months ago, your girl Walensky, you love that girl, CDC. Walensky. You, I think you just love to say her name. But anyway, she came out. Uh, she said, "Get the vaccine." Get it. And they told us what? Get the vaccine. You're good. You're good. It's a simple process. You won't no be able life. to give COVID. You won't be able to get COVID. And her statements were questioned on this show. Did they ever redact those statements that they made? Uh, no, no, no. They've just moved on. Well, David, we don't have time to go here. You slide we, them under the carpet. Well, in no, the media never asks them, them about out. them. It was two jokers in Franklin, Texas are the only people who question anything that's going on today. Okay, fair enough. Fair okay. enough. That's why you listen to us. Hey? Remember, the best so, podcast in the world right here. The best podcast. Yeah, the greatest podcast that never was. But here's the thing that has happened is that that's simply not the case. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't really know where to get, begin, but here's what I do know to be a fact today. Fauci has brainwashed half of this country, or I don't know what the numbers are. We have 80%, the, uh, greater than 80% of the country is vaccinated, and yet COVID is still spiking its records in so many different states. But Fauci has brainwashed a large portion of the company into country into living with this COVID fear. Okay. And I just wonder, I wonder who believes the words that come out of Fauci's mouth? Millennials. Gen Z. That's a lot of old people, old too, people. man. I'm Dr. Fauci. I wear a bow tie. Get your four shots. I would, he looks creepy, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't hang out with him for nothing. I'm not going to lie. I believe in science. I feel like he would try to do some experiments on me or something. Well, if you believe... I just think this. If you, if you are a person who you say, I 100% believe the words that are coming out of Dr. Fauci's mouth, one... You have zero ability to think for yourself. Two, if you believe the words that come out of Dr. Fauci's mouth, 100% of them, David and I, the For What's Worth podcast, has a lovely ski-in, ski-out, mountain yep, snow own it. cottage right here in Franklin, Texas. Love minutes to sell the, you. Minutes from the slopes. Yep, love to sell it to 100 you. grand. That's it. That's it. 10,000 square foot ski-in, ski-out, mountain college and cottage in Franklin, Texas. But I just think the fact remains, Dr. Fauci should be fired. If you let Fauci go, I wonder how quick COVID fear would go away. I would say within within the weeks, the coming weeks. But I, I really do think if Fauci was fired, they would just hire somebody else to do the... You know, whatever happened to Dr. Burks, you remember? I remember Burks and Fauci did it together, but apparently she was pretty uh, she was pretty out there too. But so to me, where we're going to begin today, we're going to cover the mandates and all this kind of stuff, but some very disturbing information came out. Uh, middle of the week, last week, into this week. There's just so much. I'm staring at two pages of notes today. Obviously, we can't squeeze it all in a show. But in 2004, uh, Dr. Fauci, a recent investigation has proven that Dr. Fauci's NIH conducted a study on beagles. And uh, I've seen some of the videos. These beagles are laid on a table and their head is stuck in like a kind of like a cage. Uh, okay. where it's sealed, you know, around their neck. So their okay. head is in the cage. And these bugs that have this infection in them are biting these beagles. And it kills the, it kills the beagles. It, oh. it's, it's torturing the beagles. And um, so this created a ton of outrage. PETA has come out against it. But Dr. Fauci, I'm untouchable because I'm science. You can't question the science. But in 2004, Fauci engaged in the most disgusting experiment I've ever heard of. I went and double-checked all of this. you should fix those dates. You said the first one was 2004. Yeah. Were they both I'm, in 2004? I, both in two, it's, it's just been some ongoing research. But 2004 comes uh, out. The, these are the information. It's, it's, a, it's a span. Okay. But beginning in 2004, Fauci's NIH-approved experimental age drugs – um, Fauci, if, if you're not familiar, there's a lot of backstory. We don't have a lot of time to cover, but when the AIDS pandemic hit or epidemic, I guess, cause it's contained to a people when the, the AIDS epidemic hit Fauci believed that AIDS could be passed just by like speaking to a person. That's what he believed. Mm. And his goal was to vaccinate the whole country, just like his goal is now. Gotcha. Uh, and so they did experimental AIDS drugs on New York city orphans. These are American children 
And here's the results of those experimental drugs that Fauci's NIH did. 25 children died right then in the study. 55 children died soon afterwards after having been moved from the orphanage into foster care. By 2009, so within a five-year span following, 29% of the remaining kids had also died from the side effects of the experiment. Hmm. Listen, Fauci is a disgusting human being. Absolutely. Here's what I would add. The si- he, he came out and said, I'm science. They're not, they're not against me. Why is it that the party of science, we're going to cover this in our second topic. Why is it that the party of science doesn't understand that there's only two genders, male and female? Why does the party of science doesn't understand that at birth, at conception, there's a living human being? The, the party of science doesn't care about life. The party of science cares about self. It's disgusting. It is inhumane. I cannot believe that the guy leading America's progress to defend COVID is a human life killer. And we've got a media that swept it under the rug. And we got a bunch of people out there who believe every word that comes out of this monster's mouth. Wow. You literally woke up this morning and chose violence. I chose coffee. Coffee and violence. Do you mix a little violence in that coffee? Just peppermint. Just peppermint? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. But it's out of control. And you think, uh, just when you think it's getting, um, you know, just when you think it's getting less, we had the New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. He's, he's got to be the worst mayor in the country. I, I don't know all the mayors. I don't have a list. He feels like the worst. He's an idiot. But he was tired of the mandate not coming down from the federal government. By the way, everyone, if you're if your employer is demanding you get vaccinated, uh, you need to know every single mandate that's come down from the Biden administration concerning the vaccine has been overturned in court already. Yeah. So there are no vaccine mandates that have been upheld uh, from the administration. So the New York City has announced a mandate for five-year-olds to go see Santa your five-year-old in New York City has to be vaccinated. Wow. Just to remind you, just to remind you, your child has a one in a million chance of dying from COVID. Uh, I think the spot that stuck out to you and me because we've covered it here, we know a kid. Here's what I think's interesting. If you're vaccinating your kid, think about this. With just their natural selves, your kid has a one in a million chance of dying of COVID. One in a million. We've covered ad nauseum the threats that are so much greater. But if you get your kid the vaccine, they have a one, one in 7,000 are developing myocarditis in 18-year-olds, uh, adolescents, so it's 18 and under. One in 7,000. So you take a risk that's one in a million and by vaccinating your child, you move them to a 1 in 7,000 risk. Now, Dr. Marty McCary, who's with John Hopkins University, said this week, here's what he said. He said, there will be severe unintended consequences from vaccinating kids who have had COVID. This comes on the heels of knowing that there are kids in my extended family who have been vaccinated. Yeah. Um, it's it's incredibly alarming and you know i don't know i don't know where to jump in as we as we head to the holiday season there's a it just it seems that i thought at this point it would have died down um but it seems we've got people doing everything in their power uh to ramp this thing up again i, I don't think i i think we'll be dealing with this for quite some time just in terms of not the the virus itself we'll deal with for the rest of our lives that's what it looks like. But but the but the blow up in the fear factor that is connected to it, I think, will be something we deal with. Uh, heck, I would say one until the end of this of this presidency, and most likely, um, well into the next. And so I, I'm looking at the next four years. Um, that we'll deal with this thing. I don't think it dies down. Again, like I told you before, and I've said on this podcast 
a few times, it's a big power grab. And you say it all the time, power given is almost never uh, given back. Right. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Um, and uh, and I just think that's where they're at. They've tasted the power. They know that they can control people, quote unquote. And, uh, and I think they're going to continue to do so um, because they, they like where they're at and they like the power that they have. I just don't understand how... If you are a 50-year-old individual out there, a 40-year-old individual out there, and you decide, hey, I want to I want to get the vaccine or I want to get my parents vaccinated or whatever the case may be, okay. I don't I don't understand anyone who's vaccinating their child. Yeah. And and furthermore, I don't understand anyone who's okay with seeing their children masked up all day. I I don't I don't get how Anyone is oh I I don't I I just I just don't get it like you look out the window for you and me do is there any part of your daily life right now that is abnormal no I would say no we yeah. go to school our kids go to school no one wears a mask we're gonna go tonight we're gonna travel through multiple cities we've been doing this all year uh. There's no restrictions, yet still, still in this country, there are kids. We've got, you and I were talking about before we came on air, Chapel Hill Elementary School in Portland, Oregon. It's a video of kindergartners sitting on buckets, paced six feet apart, outside eating their lunch. Ridiculous. I mean, we are, we are destroying we're destroying a group of kids, by the way. I, I told my girls about it, and uh, we we kind of did a little uh, work together. But we had them. Uh, I decided to look it up. Do you know the low? So the video was taken yesterday in Portland, Oregon. The low last well, it was two days ago. So the low the that night was thirty seven degrees. I showed you. You saw the video. The kids are sitting in puddles of water on buckets. Separated six feet apart. It's uh, it, here's the deal. It's no longer an experiment. Like the the emergency is over. We have hard information now. Yeah, we literally have worlds where your world is normal. In the state of Texas, life is normal. Yeah. In the state of Florida, life is normal for the most part. In the state of Tennessee, from what I can see, life is normal. Like, we, we don't have to guess, well, what if we sent kids to school for a year with no masks? What might happen? No, we, we know the answer. Nothing will happen. So this isn't about control or, 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 or experiment. It's about what, what you just said. It's about control, coercion. I mean, I just feel like the, the, anyone who tries to say, well, it's about the safety of the kids, you're lying. And and um, it's about taking full manipulative control over the life of a kid. And yeah. I just don't understand what it's going to take. I, I think that this situation applies to the next topic we're going to cover. Also, we've said it multiple times here. Well, it's not my kid right now. Yeah, but it will be. It doesn't affect my job right now, but it will. Yeah. It doesn't affect my sport or what my state, but it will. And so why are we talking about it? Why, why, are we, why does it bother us? My kids don't, aren't, don't wear a mask. My kids don't have any restrictions on their school. They haven't for over a year. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even wear masks in the restaurants in Franklin at the height of the pandemic. Yeah. We didn't wear masks to church. We didn't cancel it. Nothing. Life never changed for us here. Now, when we would go into College Station a little bit, especially when we went to Houston, but but yet it matters because there are people who are afraid to speak up or who won't speak up. That's right. And, um, you know, here, here's what I think. We literally have states where kids are in school without masks. Um, they're just fine. And here's what I just think. Anyone who supports abortion doesn't get to claim child safety. You're right. You, lost, you forfeit that. Forfeit it. So you don't get to say, hey, with these mandates, we just want to, if it saves one child. No, you lost that right when you said, I'm good with killing an innocent baby. By the way, we uh, you don't have this information. I literally just heard it come. There is some belief that 
Roe v. Wade may be overturned when the Supreme Court makes their ruling. And so some states are. That's all. You saw California said they will pay. I'm not sure. Are you surprised? Taxpayer dollars. Are you surprised? The state of California will pay your travel expenses to come to California in order to have your abortion there. This isn't a tourism industry. God. Here's another I'm reason not surprised I care. At all. Because we're in the business of kids. We're in the business of families. The U.S. Surgeon General. Well, here, let's hear from let's hear uh, let's hear from the U.S. Surgeon General himself uh, first. His name is uh, well, I can barely pronounce it. Vivek Vivek Murphy is his name, and uh, here's his uh, here's his recommendation for how to enjoy a wonderful Christmas experience. Families did. You get vaccinated and boosted. You use testing judiciously before you gather. You gather in well-ventilated spaces and use masks mm-hmm. whenever you can in public indoor spaces. Your risk can be quite low, and your holidays can be quite fulfilling. That's what so many families experienced this past Thanksgiving. Your risks can be quite low. Yeah, they're already quite low. Very. His name should be Doctor Obvious, but hey, guess what we did for Thanksgiving? We met. No mask. Tight space. My house. Not well oh, ventilated. Oh, yeah, no, no joke. Not well uh, ventilated. You had like 47 people you know, in a 400 square foot house. Not well ventilated, you know, and guess what? Nothing, you know? And so uh, I just, it, it's so wild how drawn out it's been, um, the sweeping under the rug of information that's already been given that has been proven false, um, and just continue to spew out lies and disinformation uh, to continue to push their uh political view well look i mean he says the risk can be quite minimal you're full of crap the risk is already Dude, minimal these five steps and your risk is minimal <laughs> you know what here's I'm what here, like, it's shut up. the risk of covid to most of us now is low yeah. insanely low the risk to your kids is astronomically low and he, here's the deal you know it i know it and they know it they know it. They know the risk. They know that the risk is low. They're playing us. And the fact remains, they're not following any of this themselves. We see the leaked videos time and time again. They're at an event. No one's wearing a mask. You see Joe Biden all the time. Pulls up his mask and not doing anything. Goes to talk to someone. Pulls his mask down to talk to that it's person. It's ridiculous. Like, it makes no sense. You, you, do, you tell me. Do you think the Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, do you think the people who showed up to his house for Thanksgiving, you think he rapid tested them in the garage and served the hors d'oeuvres out there while they waited the 15 minutes for the results like they recommended? I, I doubt it. Not a snowball's freaking chance. But I doubt that... He probably he she what he he, he has any family you that never wants to hang anyone. out with him. <laughs> They're probably like you're crazy. Uh, I wouldn't put it past him. It's, it's not, it's, I wouldn't put it past him, and they probably uh, said, "Look, you just can't come to our Thanksgiving." Uh, you know it's pretty saying? wild. You're, that's not bad. I, I heard Doctor Fauci on CNN or one of those. He only goes on liberal shows, but. He said, if you're a grandparent. Now, guarantee Fauci hung out with his family and didn't do any of that crap. Fauci said, if you're a grandparent, you should demand. You should call your kids and say, you can't bring your grandkids to You can't bring the grandkids to our house unless they're vaccinated. That's what that's Fauci's advice. Now, I'm just thinking of Fauci sitting on his couch with his family. They're eating turkey and they're asking questions about COVID. They're like, yeah, what? what why didn't we do these things? You know, why didn't we do these things, Fauci? Ah, uh, well, well, listen, grandkids, ah. Uh, it's because I'm Dr. Fauci. I got all the answers. Uh, and I want to keep you safe. Now, come here. Open up your gifts. There's a vaccine in all of them for you. <laughs> Three shots. Fa- Fauci probably thinks COVID's scared of him. Fauci gives so a shot per him. age. I mean, daggum. You ain't lying. That's what it feels like. That's what it's going to be like. Most oh, grandparents 65? give cash. Not me, Dr. Fauci. Greatest grandfather of the year. Here, kids, get a booster. Come to my van in the back. <laughs> Come to my van in the back. Man, that's just how I'm uh, it. I feel I, okay, bad. Okay, so let's play a game. Let's let's play this game. We, we, we have, I want to play this game. Well, first, let, let's wrap up the Surgeon General because we have this information. This is from the U.S. Surgeon General who just said, hey, just have your holiday like that. It'll be a great time. At the same press conference, he released this new information. 
One in four kids is depressed. This is 18 and under. One in five has diagnosed anxiety. They have seen a 51% increase in suicide attempts by adolescent females and a 4% increase. That's it in suicide attempts by adolescent males. That's a category that's already dangerously too high. Let's play this game. Who do you trust more? Fauci or the CEO of Pfizer? Uh, is there a third option? For There's no third option. I I can't pick. Put Get- me in the grave. <laughs> Put me in the grave. <laughs> it's a great question, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they both suck. It matters. Uh, it's it's an interesting question because we have the CEO of Pfizer. He came out and he said, hey, the fourth vaccine is going to be needed sooner than expected due to Omicron. Here's ching, a, ching, 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 exact, ching, ching, You know what's ching. funny? Do you know what the – I think the vaxxed and the unvaxxed have something in common. They're ultimately neither fully vaxxed. <laughs> I we mean, said that last week. You know, like breaking news: you're it, not vaccinated you're anymore. You're not vaccinated, and like, so I, here's what I think. That's what this is saying, though. It's like, hey, what? what all the stuff that you just went through? You know, those other three shots you just got. Well, just throw them out the window because it doesn't matter anymore. You have to get one more. Hold up. What if you get? Uh, so what if you get shot one? Do you know the answer to this? What if I get shot one, shot two, but then I get booster four? Do I still have to go back and get booster three? Yeah, different variant, bro. Okay, so if I get attack you in different ways, can I get booster four before I get booster three? I don't know. They probably will say, "Hey, do you have three? Oh no. Okay, we're gonna give you three and four. That's probably what they would do. That would be my guess. Double booster. Double booster at once. Fauci says wear two masks, get two boosters, one in each arm. I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, I I bet that's how it goes. The Pfizer CEO also said he thinks he's doing a great job. Well, he is doing a great job at making money. I was thinking, wouldn't that be like Adolf Hitler saying, you know, I give myself an A- minus for handling a difficult situation. (laughs) (laughs) Why, Why are we asking the Pfizer CEO what he thinks we should do with his vaccine? Of course he's going to tell you to take it. Why is that? Why? Surely I'm not asking. Dave, I, I mean, I, are we? The, how are we the only ones asking this? I, I just, I don't, I don't understand. Because we're a low level podcast. How come there's Franklin, not? Texas how come no there's not? Uh, how come there's not an independent party out there that is working to ask these? Good questions. Well, even if these questions are asked, they get shot down. They get swept under the rug. We I see mean, it time and time again. I, I just I don't understand at all. I just don't but, understand. But like people don't ask these questions because it's in a it's an immediate cancel. Oh, oh, you think you don't think the <laughs> boosters are doing anything? You don't think the vaccine is doing anything? Blah blah blah. blah. Like canceled. Like when you just when you speak out against what people when you speak out against stuff like this, it's just it's just instant cancellation so we asked the question which by the way speaking of cancel i posted last week's podcast on facebook got flagged and i got flagged we love it love it facebook flagged us Put for me in jail. false vaccine Jits. information which means we're we're getting up there we're getting up there it's pretty uh, big deal. so why does anyone who questioned the pfizer vaccine or the ceo of pfizer why do they get silenced you say or why do they afraid to speak up you say they get silenced We came across this video, this little montage. It's very brief. It might uh, answer the question why Pfizer gets so much positive coverage and why anything you do is blocked. Take a listen. Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George (laughs) Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This letter report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. 
And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Uh, (laughs) That may explain a little bit. I mean, or a lot of bit. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know what Pfizer's done? They, Made a lot of money. <laughs> Pfizer is like Chewy. <laughs> I mean, the vaccines become like your Chewy order. Just every six months, just going to show up. Uh, I think that at the end of the day. Hey, but it's so funny because, so this is why people don't speak up. And we're diving into a lot. This podcast can be two hours long. But like a lot of people don't speak up on this stuff. They don't they don't give factual information, uh, but they just spread disinformation. So people are scared to get silenced or to get canceled. And I just think a great example of it is is uh, actually it was, was it what's today the tenth the tenth so two days ago, um, a lady uh, or a, a man uh, surprising a man in let me find the city. This is great, David. Way to be ready. In Minneapolis, Way to okay. Be ready so, to go. Okay, so just no, listen, because this this is this is you. I'm gonna call you out for your Christmas light display. Uh, a man in uh, Minneapolis gets a letter from someone in his uh, in his neighborhood, and this is what the letter reads. Why did it go away? Why does it do this? I'm not as good as you at this, huh? Um, this is what the letter reads to him. It says, "I couldn't help but notice your Christmas light display." During these unprecedented times, we have all experienced challenges, which casual words just don't describe what we're feeling. The the idea of twinkling colorful lights, a reminder of division that continue to run through our society, a reminder of systemic bias against our neighbors who don't celebrate Christmas (laughs) or who can't afford to put up lights of their own. (laughs) We must do the work of educating ourselves about the harmful impact um, on on outward facing displays like yours can have, I challenge you to respect the din- the dignity of all people while striving to learn from differences, ideas, and opinions of our neighbors. We must come together collectively and challenge these institutional iniquities. Um, Saint Anthony is a community welcoming of all people, and we must demand letter for better for ourselves. First off, a community welcoming of all people. Not if you're a white guy that celebrates Christmas. Exactly. That's the part of all of this. Uh, that was a odd left turn from the vaccine. Odd left turn. But, like, what I, what the, the, the point is, is, like... Yeah, what is the point? Well, like, I mean, just think about it. Like, people people want to celebrate who they are. They they want to... They just want to live normal lives and we go got back that, to normal. We got that in the next segment. And, and yet, they're getting attacked uh, because they put up Christmas lights. And it's the same thing when we speak out about... Uh, things like this, like we're asking true questions about COVID and and um, like what in the world is going on and 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 as soon as you ask stuff like that, you get silenced or you get canceled, and they sweep you under the rug and there's nothing you can do about it. You literally just get tape put over your mouth. Here's what I know: Cal Halbert's gonna love that left turn you just took. He's right gonna there. love it. Uh, he's gonna rail you for it. Here's what I do know: back to this, back to let's get back to this point. You're oh, not wrong. Way, You're not wrong. It's just an odd place to put it. We're going to get back to that. So, white male with hold on. Twinkling Christmas My Christmas lights. display is out of control. Facts. Hey, let's put a pin in that. We're going to circle back pin. No pun intended. Let's put a pin in that. You're silencing me. You're and, talking. And let's get that back because I want to wrap up with this. It's important to understand. How do we expect the media to objectively cover Pfizer when Pfizer is bankrolling their business model? Right. At the end of the day, I think what we can look at and say is Pfizer's not in the business of saving lives. Pfizer's in the business of making money. Absolutely. And business is good. Boom. So I've got a a hypothetical, okay? I got a hypothetical for you that I want to throw out there. And I want us to try to walk down. And I want you to see, David, if this hypothetical scenario sounds familiar. Because I want to take it out of the context of the vaccine And I just want to imagine, I want you to imagine a scenario that, uh, imagine Ford Motor Company released a brand new car and uh, the engine kept blowing up. Okay. Now the car was uh, supposed to save you all kinds of money. It was supposed to be maintenance free, but instead the car's just a giant headache. 
Now imagine if Ford came out and said, hey, we know the car's blowing up. We're sorry about this error. But the, the problem is Chevy drivers. It's actually not us. The problem is not enough people are driving Fords. The, the fault lies in everyone who drives a Chevy. Now imagine if Ford said, but we have an easy solution. If you'll just trade this car in every six months to a year, you'll trade it in before the threshold, before you hit the threshold where the engine blows up and you won't have any risk. But imagine, hypothetically, if then your employer came and said, hey, uh, we've decided we're no longer going to allow Chevy vehicles in the parking lot. Only Fords. You must go buy a Ford vehicle in order to continue to work here. Even though they know that there's some issues with the vehicle. And then imagine if you like your gym or your kid's school or all the places you want to hang out. Let's say they changed their rules and they said, hey, effective January 1, only Ford vehicles are allowed in the parking lot. So then let's say maybe you break down and you decide you got to buy a Ford because, well, you need your job and you want to be able to participate in society. And so you go down to the dealership, you buy your Ford, and as you buy your Ford, you kind of mention like, hey, so are these, the engine blowing up? Like, is that really happening? And they're like, yeah, but listen, if it happens to you, there's some been some legislation passed, you can't even sue us. We're protected. You may get hurt, but nothing happens to us. You may even have had a friend who went and decided, well, they wanted to keep their job, so they bought a Ford, and then something happened to them, or something happened to one of their children, and yet, you still have to buy a Ford. Now, imagine that you're so angry that you decide to, to post on social media, don't buy a Ford, they're a bad car company. And all social media bans you from, you post a picture of your car blowing up and they say, no, blocked. False, false information. And then out of nowhere, people you've never met mock you. Because you have questions about Ford's vehicle. Now imagine you begin to start doing some digging and a lot of other people start digging and you realize that Ford has a history of covering up information about products that they've made. And it's not just this new car, but it's actually a whole bunch of other things that they've made that they've paid out a whole bunch of lawsuits over throughout the years, billions and billions of dollars. And you say, I, why isn't that information about the safety of that vehicle? Why isn't it being released? Mm. And imagine if Ford came and said, Hey, we're going to get you all that data in 75 years. Hypothetical, obviously. Hypothetical, but sounds very real at the same time. How, would how though, would the world respond if that was going on? That'd be ridiculous. People would explode. First off, there's a lot of people that don't like Ford, that has a trash mouth for their entire lives. So uh, it would be a pretty big deal. I think, I think the world would explode like your uh, engine's. For the first time in history, the effect, the ineffectiveness of a medication is actually being blamed on the people who never even took it. And I think it's ironic that we've got a side. Go look on Twitter. I bet you every single person that's mandating the vaccine, go look. Go find how many people who've said Medicare for all. Well, for all who agree with me. Because people who have tweeted Medicare for all want to see no medical treatment for people who are unvaccinated yep but we we have some good information we missed this we're moving on but james naismith who's from the university of oxford completed a study demonstrating that masks make quote cloth masks make quote no statistical difference in covid infection rates but we move on another big story uh is taking place in the college realm this is not the first time that this has happened but there is a Penn swimmer the university of pennsylvania the ivy league school they have a swimmer named Leah Thomas Quote, who, unquote. who spent three years swimming on the men's team as Will Thomas and was good. What? Yeah, I better say was good. Medals. Medals. Like, lot of wins. Uh, all Ivy League swim yes. teams. But conveniently, all swimming was canceled in 2020 because of COVID. Wow. Thomas, you can get covered in the yeah, water. So Thomas took a year off. Okay. And during that year underwent testosterone blockers and is now killing it in the pool. Killing it. Killing it. As uh, a woman. Yeah. Last week he beat his teammate in the mile swim by thirty-eight seconds. Thirty-eight seconds. Best swimmer 
ever. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I think this is what when when you and I first heard the story, there's been a whole lot come out in the last two days. This is not the girl, or let's let's just be honest. Let's call it like it is. This isn't the dude that did the weightlifting at the Olympics. Um, oh, name slips my mind. Didn't even medal, right? Like right. It was low level. We've seen this. I think you and I covered this just briefly. There was like a track runner in Connecticut who was a, a guy, uh, you know, had been horrible on the varsity team, switches over. Now they're arguing like, well, they're going to take scholarships from girls, but isn't dominating every meet, is meddling sometimes. But now because we've allowed all of that, the narrative begins to change because now you have a swimmer who was a very good male swimmer who is now simply annihilating the Absolutely other female swimmers. Absolutely destroying. I mean, uh, I saw Katie Ledecky. He's breaking national records. Not yeah, just yeah, yeah. school records, but like national records. Right. Just Last weekend, set them. records in the 100, 200, 500, beat his female teammate by 38 seconds, uh, and is set to shatter every uh, freestyle swimming record, both national. is going to shatter Olympic records when that time comes. Katie Ledecky is really like the greatest American swimmer right now. She's the greatest swimmer in the world. Uh, his times would shatter her times. Yeah. You know, it's, it's never before seen. Wednesday night, so two swimmers have spoken out on the condition of anonymity. Last night there was a team meeting and administration at Penn University instructed the swimmers to shut up and swim. They told them under no circumstances will Leah be removed from the team, that he is going to be able to continue to swim, and uh, that the administration was available to hear any of their concerns, but that nothing would be done and they should quit going to you the media that about screams, it. It screams, screw women. That's what it screams. You're exactly right. Women's rights? Question mark? What? We talking about women's rights still? You know, like we've they have literally swept that under the rug. I I mean, like they don't care what you think. They don't care how you feel. Your feelings don't matter. Hundred uh, percent. Like, in a study in a British journal of sports medicine, uh, researchers found so the NCAA requires a one year waiting period, but Dr. Timothy Roberts said at one year. Trans women still maintain a significant advantage over biological females. I mean, the 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 rule is completely it's it has the ability to completely destroy women's sports. Absolutely, and and it obviously has, and it's going to continue. And for someone like yourself who has two girls who both love activities, both love sports in some way, shape, or form, uh, specifically your oldest. Like if this, if this continues, this is going to affect her by the time she gets to this level, in in a major way. And so right now it's like it's like peppered bits and pieces everywhere. But like I I think I do I do think eventually if we if they continue to allow something like this to to continue, that it it's not going to be peppered, but it's just going to be like it's going to be recognized and it's going to be nationally okay. I'm like, glad you said that because that's exactly what I was going to bring up. You know, is that. I do have that fear. Yeah. You know, I, I have that fear in my life that, um, you know, my girls are going to find themselves in a situation. You know, right now the state of Texas bans this, yeah. but the NCAA allows it. Right. And so I do have this fear that uh, my girls are going to play basketball or that, you know, someday we find ourselves pastoring in another state or, you know, we've already lived in Tennessee who has right. different rules in Texas, although uh, still conservative enough. And so you say, well, you're, you're safe now. We're in a small district. We know the superintendent, but it, it's not about we've we've covered this. It's not about my situation. It's about the right. It's about what's right. Right. And so. It doesn't matter. It's easy for me to imagine it affecting my girls, but who cares if it doesn't affect my girls? If it affects someone's daughter, that's one daughter too much. Because this, what I can't wrap my mind around, and I, I tried because I, I think that's what we do a pretty good job of doing here on this podcast, is this isn't compatible with Title IX at all. I mean, we, we have a law on the why don't, books. Why don't, you, why don't you hash that out, Title IX? We have a law on the books. For every male scholarship at a university, there must be a female scholarship. That's what Title IX says. That's why you have a women's soccer team at, like, 
Texas A&M, for example, but there's not a men's soccer team. That's why you have competitive cheer, gymnastics. That's why you see NAIA added a million scholarships uh, in women's flag football because that balances the numbers. Right. This makes no sense. And, you know, the one thing I, I hear trans rights or human rights, it, it makes absolutely no sense to me how uh, the woke left is. But even if you're woke left and you're a female, how are you okay with this? Like, I don't you're know. Looking at this, and you you literally can't you literally can't say, oh well, trans rights is women's rights. I don't know the but, answer. Like, to that. That's not true. Here's the only here's the only thing I can come up with. I think the reason that you don't say anything is because you've yelled and screamed. Remember, we've said this all along. Eventually, the mob will do what turn on you it will come for you yep and i think the woke left female athletes who have yelled and screamed like the soccer girls who wanted to be paid the same as the men even though the revenue is not even close right like i think they fear hey we know we've created a monster and if we speak up here we know the monster's coming for us i mean that's the only thing i can think i mean that sounds logical i I mean, I, I don't I don't understand. You have Megan Rapino. You have these women out there who have literally criticized every family value, every core conservative value, but are strangely silent on this issue here while there is a dude. If there was a dude dominating women's soccer, would they speak up? I mean, here and here's the thing. But you, you it's know, a you think, big question mark. You don't know. You think about swimming like it's so isolated. So it's the pen swimming and diving team. Well, if you're a diver, do you care? No. If you swim butterfly, backstroke, do you care? No. It's He's only – he's just annihilating the freestyle swimmers. Yeah. So it's easy to be like, eh, it's not really my problem. Why Why wait in there? We got a chance to win a national championship. The coach is quiet. The players have spoken out and said they believe the coach is against this, although the coach just wants to win. But I, I feel like here's the issue. What if there were three Leah Thomases on the team? Okay, so then what if they let five? So then what if they let That's seven? Seven scholarships take away from actual biological women. 100%. And you know what you no longer have? Women's sports. Nope. So I, I don't get – this story is not being – it's nowhere on ESPN. This story is nowhere not, it won't on, be. on Yahoo Sports, CBS Sports. It's it, literally – But, I like, gotta, if this was a woman smashing national records – in the women's division, it would be all over the place, but it's not. It's not a biological woman. They know it. They're not going to speak up on it. They know what they've talked about. They know what they've ran into the into the brains of people, and so they they wouldn't dare speak against what they've already said. We have the Special Olympics already. There's a subset there. I don't know. There's no simple answer. One, it, if you want to compete, if you're a dude – and you want to go compete against women, one, you've got a mental issue. But two, go compete against other dudes who want to look like women. It's not that hard. Right. And I just feel like this is not this is not a homophobic, transphobic, shut your mouth. This is not that. You cannot help trans community by marginalize by marginalizing and decimating the biological female community. It's, it's the most asinine statement you could, I could ever hear. We know for a fact God's word is clear. He created a male, female. Ask the party of science. Ask Dr. Fauci. How many sexes are there at birth? Well, David, there's two sexes at birth, but there's four booster shots. <laughs> Ask them. Two births. When you're born, male or female. That's how God created it from the beginning. And as a dad of daughters, I hate this. As a dad of anyone, I hate this. Right. I hate this for parents who are going to be put in this situation. I watched Brittany Griner dominate high school basketball. That girl was 6'10". I watched my sister try to guard her. I then watched her go to Baylor and dominate women's college athletics. It is hard. It's hard to watch your sister who's busted her butt try to battle against Brittany Griner. But you're like, what a, what a, you hold your head high. Yeah. You battled against a girl who is just a dominant and what an honor to have gotten to play against a once in a generation talent. Yeah. That's not what this is. Nope. 
This is a manipulated talent. And it's only going to get worse. What if what if Leah Thomas comes to girls basketball? WNBA going to speak up? Probably not. Speak up against Well, no, I think they will. I, I think they will. It's only like, time will tell because because it's, it's, it, it's going to happen. That's right, 100%. Yeah. I mean, we we know this, and it was never going to end. It's it's a one tenth of one percent. Who cares what restroom they use? Well, now it's become one tenth of one percent. Who cares what sport they play? It, yeah, it's it's just like well, who cares if we get one vaccine? Well, now we're up to four. Right. Um, last story here. Uh, Douglas County, Colorado. Pretty cool story there. Kind of caught our radar, and we just feel like it's kind of in line with what we're talking about. The school board well, there. We've talked about in the past. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So the school board there required a mask mandate. The parents sued the school board. The courts uh, placed an injunction against the mandate saying, no, the school board doesn't have a right to mandate masks in schools. And the school board found some little workaround, got the mask mandate reinstated. So the parents got together, voted out four of the school board members, took possession of the school board 4-3, and two nights ago voted 4-3 to drop all mask mandates and COVID protocols in the school. Hilarious. And I just think for us, that reminds us, that's what it's going to take. Yeah. I mean, our children are being taken before our very eyes. Uh, you want to talk about the Penn Swimmer. Well, there are schools now that if you want hormone treatment, your school there are schools who will let you leave school in the day to go do your hormone treatment and not notify your parents. I mean, so much of these issues are originating there in the school. I'll just say it like this. The world wants your kids. Absolutely. 100%. You know, and, and we've said it and we've talked about it. And and you have daughters who you fight for. And and for me, though, we don't have kids. Uh, we're fighting for we're fighting for our, our, our kids. We're fighting for their future. And, and one day we'll have kids. And, and I don't want it to be too late. And so uh, we've got to speak up. You know what's best for your kid. And uh, it's funny because I uh, we're going on. A, we're going on a youth ski trip. Um and and we're going to Colorado, so kind of kind of different. Both states view COVID differently, um, and so I get an email from our trip advisor. Hey, what are your COVID protocols? All right, here's the deal, and I just send back a, a simple email. Hey, listen, we're in Texas, as you know, life in Texas. Not to rub it in your face, but we're in Texas. Ha ha. Yeah, life in Texas is is normal. And so we don't have COVID protocols. And I told her, I just said, hey, the parents know what's best for their kid. And and so if, if they're sick prior and whatever, like the parents know what's best. Um, and so like it, it and I and I think that just is a res- that that resonates all throughout. Like, you know, what's best for your kids. And and so to stand up for them now and to fight back against the stupidity of of county schools or whatever you just the government in general whatever we want to talk about to fight back to stand up um to speak out for those who really can't speak for themselves right i mean we just lost the focus i mean the the focus has to be our kids they ain't zoomed focus on their kids Mm -mm, they're not the focus has to be our kids and instead we've put the focus on playing youth sports or whatever and we've let our family be susceptible um, but there is hope out there. We see it. We've covered it on this show. And every time we find an example of parents being heroes, just like that youth soccer coach I told you about, like Douglas County School parents, we've seen it in Nashville. Uh, North Carolina parents found over 100 book titles that had obscene comment uh, content. They filed criminal charges against their school board. Good for them. Absolutely. Keep um, it up. It just... You know, I was was telling you, you didn't like using the word, but I think it's important. My generation was indoctrinated. That's that's what you're doing in school. When you're teaching a kid to play, we're indoctrinating our kids. I'm okay with that. Uh, And and I think it's important to use that word. You ask why I was intentionally using that word repeatedly. Because the other side is trying to say that, uh, speak of indoctrination as bad, as if what they're doing is not bad. Right. So I will say this. My generation was indoctrinated with country pride and Christian values. This current generation is being indoctrinated with literally the exact opposite. Yeah. Shame for country, anti-Christian values. And it's not 
it's not pretty hard to just look at statistics and say, if you look at the world, if you look at the state of the family and the home, late 70s, 80s, early 90s, it was a better time to be a kid than now. You look at violence in schools, you look at drug use, you look at um, pornography, you look at alcohol, you look at premarital sex, suicide attempts, mental illness, drug overdose. Every single one of those things is astronomically higher and a greater threat to this generation than mine. You, yours, you're kind of somewhere in between. You're 20, mid-20s. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're kind of somewhere in between. And I think you would see that, yeah. right? Even just having been in high school just less than a decade ago versus what our players and our guys are up against right now. Right. Then you basically double that for my generation. And, um, you know, I think it's important. We got to understand the family is being destabilized and destroyed. And here's why. Here's why I'll tell you. You cannot brainwash uh, you cannot corrupt a kid who comes from a good stable home I think that's why I, I think you can't pervert a kid who has strong stable home life and parents who will protect them yeah so in order to get to our kids which they must brainwash and they must change the thinking in order to move us in a anti-Christian, anti-family, pro-socialist country, they've got to rewire this generation. That's why college education is so out of control. But they cannot destroy kids who are in good homes. So they've got to destroy good homes mm. in order to get to your kids, mm. protect your kids at all costs. Um it's a big day. A lot of news going on. Uh, let's wrap up. Uh, last week, championship weekend. That was a good weekend. How much weight did you gain last weekend? Not a, Probably not as much as you. We ate and we ate, ate. And we ate. It was pretty good. It was fantastic. It was a great weekend. Fantastic. Great day. It was a great day. It was a great day because, David, if you – we know you quit listening to our picks a long time ago. Believe it or not, a blind acorn – Finds a squirrel eating a nut every now and then. Every now and then. And that's what happened last week. David Oglesby went 8-0. Eight 8-0, and oh. Eight and oh, baby. He is grinning so big he doesn't even his small didn't fit in the chair. So, David, that, that brings your record to 63-45. and 45. You feel pretty good about that? Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. I went 6-2. and two. Missed on the Bama, missed on the Baylor, which is okay because I was rooting for which Baylor. We'll get to. I was rooting for Baylor, and I, I prefer Bama. I was simply trying to make a business decision there. So what that means is the pick'em contest continues. It is not over because I am still losing. So How, what are we gonna pick? This is listen the bowl pick'em. Do you not understand what we've been weaving? We are such a high quality show that before our we're gonna pick all the bowl before games before our listeners' very eyes. We have been running parallel the bowl pick'em to the COVID vaccine strategy, <laughs> adjusting, moving the goalposts week after week. <laughs> Only you, not I. Exactly. I've been winning. That's how sharp we are. That's how sharp we are. So, you just thought it was two shots and a booster. Now, it's bowl pick them. <laughs> and so, we'll continue. Bowl games will start win. 18th, 19th. So, we'll pick next week. Uh, whatever the bowl games that fall into that podcast, it will be a great time. Hey, what shocked you most? Is there something that surprised you most from Championship Weekend? Yeah. Uh, shocked? Mm, no, I... No, no real surprises. The I, margin of Bama victory had to be shocking. No, it's not, David. Bronson. And here's the deal: as I told you before the game, that you said they would win. They be, they beat them down. That has just admit it. Just say that's that's really shocking. But it's not shocking, Bronson. False. First David. off, first off, I got some. You stats thought here. you thought Bill O'Brien could put together that kind of offensive game plan? But they, but Did, you yes told or no. me that all week. You yes told or me no. that all all season. But they've averaged forty two points a game. Trash points. You can't look at averages. It did, but you said that. So you get, you get points so again, in overtime. You're sweeping it on the rug. What you said all week. Here, let me tell you some statistics. Hold on. And these are what no, I pulled. First, you answer no, my no, no. question. First, you answer I my question. I just answered your question. I'm you, about to answer your question. You were with confident some Bill O'Brien could put forth that kind of game plan to protect Bryce I'm Young in the pocket. I'm not surprised that the that Alabama won the way they did. This way, push Bill O'Brien out of the way. We talked about it last week. And you said, we talked about how said this, Bama fans are like no, crazy no, no. liberals. You said that Nick Saban, this this is what what did you say that this was like this would be like I a, said it's the greatest test, greatest for his, test for his legacy. And I'm pretty sure he sat Bill O'Brien down, and say, "Look, you've been trash all year. 
Get it together. Get it together. But here's some things. And I told you before the game. And 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 so here's some really big statistics. It's been five thousand one hundred and ninety three days since Georgia has beaten Alabama. I know. It's a big deal. There's old Twitter. And account. I told you and I know, I follow it and I like it every of course day. You do. I know, and that's why it pops up in my feed. I but don't here's another it. big one. Alabama has won their last three games, which all three games, David. they have been underdogs, and they've won each of those by 17 points. This is not a Bama segment. It's a simple no, question. No, no, but what I need from you is I just need – Nick Saban will never hear this podcast, but I just need you to apologize to Nick Saban because I'm not, I'm I, told you, I told you that as long as Nick Saban is the coach, that you have got to give them the benefit of the David, doubt. David, do I own an Alabama shirt? And um, your Your daughter does. I do as well. I rooted for Alabama. Did I root for Alabama? You picked Georgia. That doesn't mean I didn't root for them. And I told everybody in that room on Saturday, I said, Georgia's going to get up to I separate, about a 10-point lead. I separate so my Alabama's feelings from fact. Away. I celebrate and my heart happened? from reality. But the, I Your heart reality. will lie to you. You can't believe your heart. I lived in reality, and I told you that Alabama was going to win, and they did. The fact remains, the Alabama win Great is game. surprising. I think it to is you. very surprising. I thought Alabama had a chance to win, but... Georgia had looked dominant all year. Georgia had looked dominant Alabama, against the run. Stop. Alabama had been unable to block. Alabama had been unable to give Bryce Young time in the pocket. I want you and to go and look at their line, schedule. The go look at Georgia's schedule. Held up. The offensive line held they up. They did. They played a great game. Jordan Davis. Zero sacks. Nico. Uh, what's the linebacker? Nico. Uh, Something. He won yeah. the whatever. That defense is good. Their run defense and is good. Bryce Young. Their pass defense, not good. Bryce Young, you're full of crap right And now. it showed. What are you talking about? You're full I of crap. want you to go look at their schedule and tell me, oh, that's a great passing I can't, team. I can't believe you can't admit that what Bama pulled off. It would be a greater compliment to Bama if you said, if you just said, man, I thought they would win. No, they exploited but Georgia. They, but they won. Georgia's pass defense is trash. That's not true. I, <laughs> look trash. at trash. You use trash for the number one team in the nation. Are you, their run defense unstoppable we barely ran on them okay but guess so, what we did we I'm passed gonna, for over 400 yards and five touchdowns semifinal so, predictions off the bat uh alabama obviously, obviously alabama alabama obviously probably uh, gonna win by 150 points no i said 24 okay and georgia michigan what you got uh i think michigan is gonna play a really good game but i think georgia ultimately wins oh the georgia team you just bashed mm. uh Favorite non-semifinal Yeah, but Michigan ball. doesn't throw like Alabama. Michigan wants to run the ball. Favorite. Again, Georgia's defense, a run-stop defense. No, it's a good defense. Run-stop. I bet you loved Kirby Smart when he was at Alabama. I, thought you, I bet you thought he was brilliant when he was Game at Alabama. Game was different back then. No, it's not. Everyone everyone just lined up and tried to run the ball. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. No, they they have been throwing the ball. The, the forward pass has been in football for 100 years. I know, but a majority of people just back saying. then – would line up in an I formation in a power I, run. Listen, this is what you do to the me. Ball. This is what every. This is what Keith Irwin did to me. This is what so many people. Dra- I'm not trying to defend Georgia. I don't want to defend Georgia. Well, then stop You're doing just it. Being so dumb then about stop this. Stop doing it because you know it's true. Favorite non semifinal bowl. I got a few. No one. No, I got a few. There's only four. Huh? No, I went through all the bowls. No favorite. Okay, let me hear them. All right, the Frisco Bowl. Okay. 24 San Diego State versus UTSA. Okay. It's going to be a good game. Okay, we'll see. I think they kind of snubbed UTSA. I think they should have been in the in the final 25, no. but that is what it is. Birmingham Bowl, 20 Houston versus Auburn. Auburn, yeah. That's going to be a good matchup. Go Cougs. Peach Bowl, 10 Michigan State versus 12 Pitt. Yeah. Uh, you talk about trash secondary Michigan State. Now, that's what a trash secondary of a ranked team looks like. Well, I'm just saying, Georgia looked like that. All right, my favorite non-semifinal bowl, Sugar Bowl, yeah. seven Baylor versus That's where eight I am. Ole Miss. That should be a fun game. It's really? Be a game. So I was gonna get Leah tickets for Christmas. Leah Baylor grad. Are they freaking expensive? And you know Brayson and Mac. Her her love for Matt Corral. <laughs> I'm not. She she uh, said I'm not going. Uh, and the tickets. Not only are the tickets expensive, but the the. You know, it's just the state we live in today. So you got to go to Louisiana. They got different rules. The Superdome over there requires like a COVID screening as you – it's not worth it. True. We'll order pizza. We'll order wings. We'll watch it on TV. 
but I am. I do think uh, that is the that is the game that intrigues me yes, the most. Should be a great game. Should be should be really really good game. And we're hoping for not a good game tonight. The Franklin Lions, the number one team in the state, still undefeated, uh, scoring just over sixty points a game, giving up just under seven points a game. By the way, Franklin Lions have scored the most offensive points in the entire state of Texas, every classification combined. Franklin, 834 points on the season. That's unheard of for a team that runs the ball. It's crazy. Uh, so we go up to Mesquite, East Dallas area, to watch them play Wascom. That's a rematch of last year. And Pretty good ball team. Really, really good ball team. Going to power run. It's going to be a physical, physical game. And so we, we look- hope for a relaxing game of hooping and hollering every five seconds. That's right. We know it's not going to be that. We know it's going to be a physical battle. Yeah. Uh, Dean Rampy said, what is David's prediction over under? They wanted to know. What is it? Uh, I told them, uh, I think, I, I I said we win by a score of 54 to 14. Whoa. I think it's going to be a close first quarter into the second into the second quarter. I think right there around halftime, we kind of pull away. You but we go into in. halftime, we're going to be up 28-14 a half. You win a state then, semifinal game by 30 points. And then second half, we just come out and we just put them in the dirt. I hope you're right. I, I hope, hope I'm right. right too. Hey, I hope your weekend is great. College football less. We got the Army-Navy, but ultimately, quick before I get you out, Saturday night, can you be unbiased here? Heisman Trophy presentation, 7 o'clock. It's going to be great. Who wins it? Who's the obvious choice? It is. It's is Bryce not, Young. Has it? Is Bryce Young? Now we should talk about this because some of the finalists. It's yeah. I don't love it. It's it. I, I, I mean, it, eh. it it doesn't. It, like one, I, I don't understand how Matt Corral's not at least invited in. At least Hutchison Matt Corral. Is. Uh, the running back from Michigan the State. The running back from Michigan State, not even invited. Like that tells you. I mean, th- they invite the people who rank one through four in the picks. Or in the in the voting, yeah. So those guys finished one through four in some order. Yeah, I just don't get it. The first time I'd watched Kenny Pickett play all year was that bowl game. He is not impressive. Uh, there were some there's some mock drafts that have him going to the Texans. Dear sweet Lord, four and a half pound baby Jesus, don't let that happen. Good golly. Uh, so I I don't know what'll happen there, but it's Bryce Young. Now is Bryce Young the best Heisman to win? No, there are a uh, lot of years yeah. where he wouldn't have even been a finalist. Right, I have not been impressed with him. Last year he wouldn't have been a finalist. No, no, no. Uh, he's probably not. If you look at the last three years, the last four quarterbacks at Bama, he's probably the fourth best. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you're going in the national championship game this year against Georgia, you rather have Bryce Young or Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Yeah. I mean, so. Which is doing a fantastic job with the Patriots, by the golly, way. Golly, you ain't lying there, Jeez. man. Come out of nowhere. Bill Belichick. Come coach, on, Jacksonville. Coach we of the whiffed year, on right? that one, huh? Bill Belichick, coach of the year? Has there been an NFL team be more surprising? Maybe the Cardinals? Maybe. Maybe the Cowboys? But I feel like the Cardinals and Cowboys were almost expected. Like, they were. All, yeah, people felt the like first, the season, yeah. You know? I mean, everybody picked the Bills. And you, so, we need to go back and check the tape. I think you might pick the Dolphins. I, I might have picked the Dolphins. You picked the Dolphins. I picked, picked the, the Bills. Bills. Yeah, not, we all wrote off the Patriots. Hey, uh, we hope whatever you do, you have a great weekend. My weekend is going to involve eating in the big city of College Station and uh, maybe looking for some uh, Christmas decorations for my yard that might be going on sale as Christmas is close. 15 days today, I seen David. your picture on Twitter of Whataburger blow-ups. I love it. I don't do blow-ups, though. 15 days till Christmas. Wow. 15 business days. I just ordered Lauren's last two gifts. Till January. Hey, we hope uh, we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Just remember, it's been our opinion. It's what we think. We hope it's of some value to you for what it's worth.